This morning, uh, I want to talk to us about a message I entitled, Overwhelmed. Now, yeah, I understand that many people are feeling the pinch, and they're beginning to feel overwhelmed by the information that is coming at us from all angles. Many of us are feeling overwhelmed by financial pressures, overwhelmed by the outlook of our futures, overwhelmed when we think of our retirement and how all of this is going to affect it. In today's weird world, it's all too easy, friends, to find ourselves overwhelmed. So as I carry on, I just want to stop and pray for a moment about the word that you're about to receive, that God's spirit would make an impact upon your life through this message. So allow me to pray. God, I come in Jesus' name, and I lift up every person that is listening. Father, and I pray that wherever they are, wherever they find themselves, God, that they would find peace in the middle of their storms, that they would discover, God, that you are there for them, that you're here for them, that you can be there for them when needed. Help this message to really hit home to those in particular that are struggling with anxiety and uh, these feelings of being overwhelmed. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, again, like I said, in today's weird world, it's all too easy to find ourselves um, overwhelmed. Certain personality types need to be careful of this. I've heard from various people, excuse me, who are learning to shut off the noise, to shut off the valves that feed their anxiety. I think it's good for us, healthy in fact, for us to recognize our anxiety triggers and then do all we can to not allow anxiety to overwhelm us. You know, it's a good thing to take a pause in life. This helps us recognize some of our anxiety trigger points. Talking with a dear friend or with a spouse or with a counselor helps us to pinpoint our anxiety trigger points. Recognizing our trigger points is half the battle. The other half is daily keeping anxiety at bay where we refuse to allow it to overwhelm us. Does this make sense? During times like this, it can be easy to become overwhelmed. This is why we must be proactive in guarding against it. In the scriptures, there are a lot of stories of people becoming overwhelmed. But one such story reads as such. It's found in 2 Samuel 21, verse 1. That's 2 Samuel 21, verse 1. And here's what it says. It says, during the reign of David, there was a famine for three successive years. So David sought the face of the Lord. David sought the face of the Lord. Now, here's something we have to realize. Back in those days, famines were no light thing. They were, it was serious stuff. They didn't have a Costco or a superstore to run to. There were no fridges, no uh, freezers to keep the food fresh. When famines hit, every living person felt it. 
families in the thousands, hundreds of thousands, in fact, uh, daily had anxiety knocking at their door. And it was extremely overwhelming for them with because there was seemingly no end in sight. And I'm sure a couple of weeks into the famine, people were like, we got this, got money in the bank. My job's still intact. Got a roof over my head. We can get through this. A few months in, people were beginning to get quite concerned, but hope was still, I'm sure, present. After six months, the money is beginning to rapidly drain. Jobs are wavering on a razor's edge, and folk are tempted to eat their thatched roof. After 18 months, money's gone, (laughs) jobs gone, and their house, it's on the market, but nobody's buying because nobody has money. Folk were freaking out. And on top of that, scripture says, it went on for another 18 months. I can't imagine the pain. I can't imagine the anxiety those dear folk must have felt as they were dealing with this three-year famine. Being overwhelmed for them was, uh, I'm sure, an understatement. But I love the books in the Bible. I love in the Bible where it never ends there. This verse gives us a clue, in fact, as to how we can keep anxiety at bay during our current state of affairs. How we, too, can keep ourselves from being overwhelmed by fear and anxiety. Here's what it says. It says, David sought the face of the Lord. Friends, This is what we must do during this time. We must turn to God, if not for us, but for those around us that are becoming deeply affected by this pandemic. We were talking to somebody yesterday and they were saying they got jobs. They're working. um, Their job's not in jeopardy. But they knew uh, many other families that were dealing with layoffs and not sure how 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 long they could hold out. I also talked to a friend yesterday who lost a dear friend to this dastardly coronavirus virus. And listen, you young people, he wasn't elderly. He was only 37 years old. And this is her friend who lives in Toronto in our country. It's tragic. And our friends If they need anything, they need for us to turn to God on their behalf. If not for us, then for them. David turned to God, not only for himself, but on behalf of his neighbors, on behalf of his friends, on behalf of his family, and on behalf of his nation. And if you're a Christian, listen, please. If you're a Christian, our nation, our friends, our families, our neighbors need for us to turn to God in seeking relief. There are people all around us. You may well be one of them who has lost their job. Well, what do you do? Who do you turn to when anxiety begins to overwhelm you? Well, friends, turn to God. Seek the face of the Lord, for truly he is our only hope. He is our sure footing when anxiety hits. 
What did David do when he was faced with a three-year famine? David sought the face of the Lord. And what I find interesting, it says the famine had been on for three years. Then David sought the face of the Lord. And I thought, guys, we can't wait like David waited. We have to seek God today. We have to turn to God today on behalf of our families, on behalf of ourselves, on behalf of our nation, of our church, of our churches. We need to seek the face of the Lord. But here's another thing that I find interesting in this. One tiny scripture. It doesn't say how long it took for the Lord to answer. But here's what I know about seeking God is it must become a part of our daily habit. What I'm sure of is this. David didn't just say a quick prayer over his bowl of Cheerios and then the Lord answered while he was on his way to work. Back in those days, when someone sought the face of the Lord, it was like actually going on a journey. Journeys in those days were no light thing. More often than not, it was a week's worth of travel, at least. And it was on foot to boot through desert wastelands. When they went on a journey back in those days, it was no easy task. When people back in the day set themselves on a journey to seek the face of God, listen, it became their prime focus. They shut off Netflix. They put their phones away, their game consoles, and they hunkered down for the prayer journey they were embarking on. And friends, can I encourage you during these unique times that we live in to try to do the same? The folk in the Bible days, they had a life just like you have a life today. They had work to go to. They had kids to attend to. They had chores uh, to do at home. They had commitments to be fulfilled. Not much different than us, actually. But when they sought the face of the Lord, they took what little time was left and stretched it to the max. And this story shows us that even in the face of overwhelming odds, when God is sought, he will be found. And he will send an answer. Look back at 2 Samuel 21.1. It says, during the reign of David, there was a famine for three successive years. So David sought the face of the Lord. And the Lord said, the Lord said, David sought. He went on a journey for as long as it took. David sought God. Did you catch what it said next? It says, the Lord said. The Lord provided an answer to his current problem. And friends, know this. God will do the same for you. The Lord will give you an answer to your current problem. If you're willing to go on a quest to seek his face. And here's the thing. You don't have to be versed 
at crossing all your spiritual T's or dotting all your spiritual I's to go on this journey. You don't have to be a spiritual somebody to seek the face of the Lord. You just need to be willing to be willing to go on a quest. And don't think you have to be well-versed in the Bible to go on this quest, to go on this spiritual journey. And don't think you have to know how to pray the paint off the walls. You just need to be willing to lay it all out there, to talk to God, to have a conversation with him, to be real, to be open, to be transparent with God. Cry if you must. Talk until your talker can't talk no more if you must. Good. I'll be there. Yes. Good. Thank you, Fiona. <laughs> okay. So, uh, I lost the moment. I'm going to get back to that prayer. I'm going I'm to hold that one off until the end. But I was talking about how the bars are closed right now. Right? And how we have a lot of extra time on our hands. And that now's the time to take the time to seek the face of the Lord. And I was encouraging people to put the bottle down. To push it aside. It's time to get serious with Jesus. It's Jesus time, not bud time. I have a friend who was overwhelmed. Scared half to death by an encounter he had with some bikers who robbed him at gunpoint. Uh, freaky, man. It was really freaky. But in fairness, he was a drug dealer. <laughs> yeah, I had some bad friends back in the day. He got caught up with the wrong crowd. And the next thing he knew, a loaded gun was pushed up against his throat. He told me, after all of this, he told me all he could think of at that very moment the gun was at his neck was all he could think about were the scriptures that his believing mama had been quoting to him. And how if this dude pulls the trigger, he was going to hell because he had been rejecting Jesus. He was too busy for Jesus. He was too caught up in the sex. He was too caught up in the drugs. And he was too caught up in the money that he was making to take the time to be with Jesus. That is until the gun was pushed up against his throat. And he said to God, if you get me out of this, I'm going to find Scott and I'm going to give my life to Christ. See, I had already been a believer. I had been a believer for about two years at that point. And I had been ministering to him as well. And he kept rejecting me and because he was so caught up in this lifestyle he was living. But at that very point, he was overwhelmed and had a Jesus moment. <laughs> well, not to, to make a long story short, God got him out of that situation and he immediately tracked me down. And the funny thing was, I was in this small little hick town about six hours from the city. 
And he booked it there in record time. And right in this little rickety truck stop, he gave his life to Jesus. Friends, he had a come to Jesus moment. And if that's you out there, you need a come to Jesus moment. I have other friends who were faced with a flood of extremely difficult and trying life challenges. I hesitate to talk about what they went through, for they may well be listening. But suffice it to say, it was world-shattering. And after the dust settled, they did the only thing they knew to do. They did the only thing they knew would truly help them to get through this huge hump that they found themselves in. They sought the face of the Lord, for they knew that God was an ever-present help in time of trouble. My friend who had the gun pushed against his throat went on a journey. He hunted me down. He went on a Jesus journey. And in the end, the Lord answered him. These dear friends of ours, they went on a long and agonizing Jesus journey. And in the end, Jesus answered them. Will you do the same? Will you, during this time, overwhelm your anxiety with a Jesus journey? A journey to seek God through these difficult times? And more than just a quick prayer over lunch or a sidebar at the end of the day, a Jesus journey to seek the answer of answers that you so desperately need. To seek the one who has the answers that you so desperately need. We're not going out much right now. We have some extra time on our hands. Spend it with the kids. Do it. Spend time with your kids. Spend time with your spouse. Connect through any of the social media apps or video apps. Connect. Take the time to connect with friends and family and loved ones and see how they're doing. Do all of that. It's super important that we're there for one another, that we're not doing life alone. But also spend it by going on a Jesus journey. Seek the face of the Lord, no matter how long it may take, no matter if the journey is perilous, no matter how long and windy the road may be. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. That Beatles song is now just going through my head. A long and windy road that leads me to your... Okay, I better stop. (laughs) You don't want me singing. The worship team never wants me singing, and you could tell why. (laughs) But friends... Be willing to stay on your Jesus journey, no matter how long and windy the road may be. Now is the time to take the journey. Now's the time to get on your face and seek the Lord. Here's another thing that we found, I find interesting when you study uh, ancient times, uh, when They spoke about seeking the face of God. 
they themselves bowed their face to the ground. It was a face-to-face contact. In reverence to God, they bowed their face to the ground as they sought God. Man, I've seen a lot of comments of people who said, don't sing. (laughs) But I like what Rita said, just make a joyful noise for the Lord anyways, even if you're a little out of tune. (laughs) That's what I do. I make a joyful noise unto the Lord, even if I'm a little out of tune. But friends, no matter how long and windy the road is, take the time to seek the face of God. Take the time to connect with Him. Take the time to go on that journey, no matter how long it takes. We don't know how long David uh, stayed on that journey to seek the face of God. But all we know, it was a journey. The answer didn't come overnight, but the answer came. And friends, when you choose to seek God during this time, maybe you're unemployed, seek God. Maybe your health has uh, uh, taken a turn for the worse. Seek God. Maybe you're uh, feeling extremely isolated and anxiety is rising up within you. Seek God. Go on a spiritual journey and connect with Him. Friends, I can't implore you enough to do this, to connect with God during this time. I had, I had just before the video cut out, I was about to lead us in a prayer uh, for those in particular who were really struggling with alcoholism, uh, really struggling with putting the bottle down. I had said that, um, you know, it, it's, uh, you know, according to all reports, uh, the sales of alcohol has skyrocketed during this time. So if that's you and you're struggling, and you'll find yourself in a stupor more often than not. I want to lead you in a prayer of deliverance. And here's what I want you to do at the end of the prayer. Just simply say, yes, that was for me. I receive it. So at the end of the prayer, just simply say and say it out loud. Yes, that was for me. I receive it. And it goes like this. God, I lift up every person that is watching, that has been struggling with alcoholism. They may not even admit that they're struggling. But every day they have to have one, two, three, four, five, six. They're struggling. You're struggling, my friends. And I pray in the name of Jesus for freedom for you from this. I pray in the name of Jesus that you would be free from the bonds of alcoholism over your life in Jesus' name. No longer will alcohol keep a hold on you. No longer will alcohol uh, keep you in a stupor. From this moment forward, I pray this and declare it in Jesus' name that you be free from the bonds of alcoholism. In Jesus' name, I pray. And you say, Amen. I hope you prayed that. For others of us that we've found ourselves overwhelmed by anxiety, 
Go on a journey. This next week, go on a journey where you are choosing to seek the face of God. Because you're recognizing and realizing He is our ever-present help in a time of trouble. I just want to close with a prayer over each and every one of you. If you're listening and maybe you haven't given your life to Jesus Christ to be your Lord and Savior, I want to lead you in a simple prayer. If that's you and you have not yet given your life to Christ, I want to lead you in a prayer that goes like this. And pray this after me. Uh, right from your home, pray this after me. Say, God, I come to you this morning in Jesus' name. Come into my life. I need help to deal with the struggles of life. Jesus, come in and be my Lord and be my Savior. Forgive me of all my sins. I repent of them. I turn from them. And from this moment forward, I turn to you right now. Amen. You know, I read uh, this week a little bit about Billy Graham's story. You might have heard of him. And he shared when he prayed this very prayer that I just led you in, he said he never felt a thing. Never felt a thing. Never felt a change. But something started to happen. Shortly after, something started to happen. For things that he had desired before, he no longer desired. His desire was now focused toward getting to know the God of the universe and getting to know this Jesus who just saved him. And maybe you're here, maybe you're listening, and this anxiety has been overwhelming for you. Um, I, I want you to know. I'm going to stretch. I'm going to stretch my hands toward the screen and. You know, if you want to, by faith, stretch your hands as well toward the screen and believe along with me for victory over anxiety, then join in. It's not weird. We would do this at church when we gather together and we don't think it's weird. So let's do it here right now. It's not weird. And let me pray over you. God, in the name of Jesus, I speak forth healing. I speak forth health, and I speak forth wholeness over every person that is listening to my voice. I declare in the name of Jesus, freedom from anxiety, freedom from all overwhelming thoughts, all anxious thoughts. I declare freedom in Jesus' name, and I pray over each person that they will set themselves out on a journey to seek your face so that they can receive the answer that they so desperately need. Father, I pray this and declare it in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, we love you. Thank you for coming into my home. It was a little weird with the little blip in the video. I kind of lost some of the focus of, of where I was going, but the Lord thankfully helped me get back on track for this. Thank you for praying for me. Thank you for praying for us during this time. Our media team, our tech team, don't feel bad. This is happening to churches all over. Uh, you know, we're doing the best we can and we are going to, uh, next week, uh, we're going to try this again and we'll come into your homes 
one way or another. God bless you. We love you. Pastor Yvette, why don't you come and just say a final final word to everybody? You know, that was a great message. And like Pastor Scott said, although, you know, obviously things didn't go 100% the way we'd hoped they would, that's not the point. The point is that we're connecting in. We're really encouraging each other. We're taking the time to hear the Word of God. And, uh, you know, I don't know if it was, if this came across your mind as I was listening, I thought, you know, why is Pastor Scott talking about, you know, alcoholism? What's going on here? Well, let's be honest. During difficult times, it's a natural human response to want to turn to something to soothe your anxiety. Totally get it. You know, we totally understand. However, over a long period of time, that can become a crutch, that becomes a habit, that becomes your downfall. So it's just a reminder that we have to really think of what we're going to do during these trying times to really strengthen ourselves and not turn to habits that may end up being a problem down the road. You know, I think statistics will come out in several months about people struggling with addictions more than before. So we have to really be mindful of our choices. And you might think, well, I'm immune. Nobody's immune. Let's let's be honest about that. And let's be honest with ourselves about that so that we're being really cautious about our choices. We're saying, dig into God. That is where you want to be. You know, spend time online with friends that are encouraging you in your faith. That's going to be so important. We're so glad that you joined, and uh, yeah, it's kind of cool and different at the same time. We sure love you and hope to connect very soon again. Amen. I noticed Sean said, hey, who wants to hang out for coffee and snacks? (laughs) Oh, you're so bad. (laughs) Anyways, we love you. Thank you. Thank you, everybody, for listening, for tuning in. God bless you.